I hit live, so here we are. We are live. Uh, welcome everyone to another podcast for Live Reality Games. Thank you for joining us on this afternoon on a Saturday. We are covering partial of a game called Survival Challenge. We are joined by three contestants today, uh, Caitlin, Morgan, and Jake, who all had experiences on the show uh, that was live streamed. Um, it was fantastic to watch, and of course, episodes will be made uh, coming out, and we'll hear more about the editor and the production in a little bit when they join, but let's start with some introductions. Uh, Caitlin, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, catch people up that are watching. Uh, where are you from, and uh, how far did you get? And of course, same thing with like a movie. You may know the ending of a movie, but you still want to watch it. And that's really what live reality games are. We'll get the episodes and we'll find out all the behind the scenes. So there may be spoilers, there will be spoilers, but still it's worth the watch to see all the little things that you missed. So uh, Caitlin, where are you from and how far did you get? I uh, li currently live in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I was the third boot. So that uh, put me at 22nd place. A little bit uh, too early, would you think? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always next time, right? Um, also joining us, Jake. Jake, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. A little uh, bored, but great. A little bored. This, this is what we're here for. So yeah, This is my spice of the day. Yeah, fantastic. Um, where are you from, and how far did you get? I'm from Columbus, Ohio, and I got 20th place. Uh, last but not least, uh, we're also joined by Morgan. Where are you from, and how'd you do? Well, hello, everybody. I am from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I was the second person voted out of the game. So 23rd place. Hey, um, <laughs> as a fellow second boot on a live reality game, like there's a second boot club. So welcome, Morgan, to that club. Well, like, it is prestigious to hold that position. <laughs> Uh, for the people that are tuning in, if you have any questions for these uh, contestants, please let us know. Um, William is also joining us in the background. I see he's getting set up. So he'll be here from like the production side. He was the main filmer and can kind of fill us in on some of the behind the scenes. So just want to start generally. Uh, let's go back to Caitlin. Caitlin, how did you find out about Survival Challenge? Um, so I am a, a close personal friend of Miss Hannah Fleming. Um, Hannah and I know each other in real life because I used to live um, in Ohio where she lives. And we met through uh, my sister, kind of. And she was the one that encouraged me to apply and then reapply when spots opened back up because I did not get cast uh, in the original 2021, uh, 2020 pool. Um, and back this, this past February, she said there are some spots opened up just because of scheduling with people who were cast last year, send another video in. So I did end up sending another video in and um, got a second go at uh, an opportunity to come. Hey, fantastic. Um, comment from the audience watching at home. Uh, quick shout out for Travis. Mm -hmm. All three robbed. A goofy, goofy guy through and through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Travis, I couldn't agree more. Honestly, Morgan and Jake were both on my draft list, one and two. Um, so I feel like they were robbed as well. Caitlin, I'm sure too. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have the honor of drafting you on my team, but still, like Travis said, all three robbed. Um, Jake, uh, how did you find out about this experience? So I, Dustin, you know this, but the people out there, the viewers at large may not know that I was previously on a college survivor, Ohio State, time and change. Um, and I, infamous, I infamously flopped. 
at that one. But two people in production have also played. And, well, so I only know Sam and Greg. Um, they both kind of helped create, take the, the time and change off the ground, whatever. Um, and then Rachel played, but that was past my time, so I don't really know Rachel. But I they had played, talked highly about it. And I just have an itch to play these types of games, and I was like, well, this sounds fun. It's trying to come back from that uh, final position that you got, so... And I haven't done it yet. Not yet, but not yet. yet is the keyword there. So, um, Morgan, welcome here as well. How did you find out about this like crazy game? So I just stumbled across it on Facebook. The group popped up as a recommended group for me, and I found the page and was like, dang, this seems awesome. Um, I had never heard of orgs or allergies before. This was back at the beginning of 2020. Um, so I had reached out and messaged somebody asking about applications. They had already closed applications for 2020. And then at the beginning of this year, when they said, we're not taking new applicants, we're just gonna keep our same cast from last year. I thought I had missed out, but they had sent me a message and said, hey, we might have a few spots opening up, send us a video. And that's how I ended up playing this year and I was really excited to get the opportunity so I'm excited that you heard about it from social media as one of the people on the admin of the page I guess I I got you in so I'm excited yeah yeah um and I'm gonna have to check back on the messages maybe I was the person who messaged you too that's Ooh. weird I, that's a while ago but um also joining us today is William William is on the production side and a fellow alumni so everyone welcome William here Making hey, everyone. Making an entrance. Hello. Great to see you guys again. Good to see uh, you. Thanks. So, William, what was your thought about the whole, like, Survival Challenge 2021? About, like, the theme or the opening or what are we on now? Especially the opening. We just uh, mm. did little introductions with the cast here, where they're from. And um, what's your take on these three? Well, I thought the opening was interesting because this pertains to everyone, not just these three, but how we set up a one world twist and we were trying to let them figure it out. But in hindsight, maybe it would have been better just to tell them straight up because they seem to be very acknowledging, but also resistant to the idea of a one world. Um, you're all on the campsite, but let's burrito in our own segregated groups that we just randomly decided, uh, which I thought was funny. Um, I know that uh, what was cool that we did this year is that um, we had the player intros both for the live stream and we recorded that for our edit. And um, so I feel like I got to have a little bit of a better impression of everyone when we started the game. So that was really cool. Um, and uh and yeah so it was really excited to see how many like characters that we had in going into here um and very interesting how we were just like so somewhat frustrated by like how everyone was treating the twist but also just like we had fully prepared for them to act this way we just weren't exactly expecting this one out of all of the options so <laughs> yeah um did any of the three of you know about One World before? Like, had you uh, talked about this with the fellow contestants? Did anybody know of this One World twist? Uh, 
No, like going into it, they're not having any like, well, they can have all the expectations that they want, mm -hmm. but they're giving no heads up as far as what to expect. I mean, my season, I was expecting swaps for their season. They were expecting tribes. Neither happened on the first day or in my case, it never happened at all. But um, yeah, so I think survival challenge likes to keep it. Uh, a surprise for many. And in fact, many of the volunteers don't even know um, the main themes and twists that are happening until they're happening. Um, they, yeah. Even our live streamers too. Uh, there was oh, one yeah. where they separated in three tribes and the people commenting through the Facebook message are like, where's the other one? Follow the other team. We were like, <laughs> we only got two people on the ground folks. So uh, Morgan, did the thought of one world ever come up in your mind? You see everyone gathered around like one fire pit. Was that a thought? Are you a survivor junkie per se? Yeah, I'm a huge fan. So I know the concept of one world. Um, I think, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I feel like it was just pure chaos that first afternoon. Nobody had any idea what was going on. We were like, we feel like everybody's mad at us that we're not figuring out what we're supposed to do. Um, we were all trying really hard. I can attest for that. Um, obviously we were all sitting there at one camp, but there was no indication of, all right, this is where you are going to be staying, or this is not where you're going to be staying. Um, so there was definitely conversation of, are these actually our tribes or are we going to end up with different groups? Are we actually staying here all together tonight? Or are they going to be moving us before the night is up? There was just so much uncertainty. And I feel like there was a lot of, um, I don't, want, I don't want to say fear, but you don't want to be that one person that's leaving your tribe to go talk with the other people. Um, so that was that was my take on it. Uh, were you in an initial group with either Caitlin or Jake? Nope. Nope. Uh, so on the other side of things, Jake, did you have that same fear um, in your first little pod of people? Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, I was afraid that I was going to be like trying to stretch myself too thin, like, because people were already noticing, like, Alex was just ping-ponging, like, going to see everyone. It's like, I haven't met you yet. I haven't met you yet. And so, like, people were noticing that. And so I think a lot of us were trying to play it a little cool, you know, talk to some people, but you eventually just kind of came back to your group. Like, it just kind of all worked that way throughout the night. And, like, they had told us it was One World. And even at that point, we were still playing it as kind of like a pseudo tribe because we had like our paper and they were like, does anyone have any paper that they can give to the fire? And we're like, mm -mm, nope, we don't have anything, nothing. So like we were still bogarting our supplies even for this tribe that never happened. So um, I don't remember what the question was, to be honest. With you. Uh, Caitlin, uh, same, similar question. Um, did you ever have the knowledge of like coming to your mind? Oh, this is one world. And did you have a fear of like, co-mingling with other groups of people? I think we all like eventually landed on the fact that this were not gonna be the official lines, but because the the uncertainty or fear of like, we're all here and it's a very large group of people. I think that there was the fear of like the bouncing around from person to person to person, especially if like 
but you're like, I don't want to be the one person who looks like they're talking to everybody because it was a very small area for 24 people. I didn't actually even introduce myself to all 24 people. I, I found out later. I woke up on uh, Thursday morning and somebody said the name Jamie. I said, I'm sorry, there's a Jamie? Like, I was, it was a little bit overwhelming in that sense. And I think that we all just defaulted back to those eight, which... For me, it was a little bit also frustrating because Jake was in my original eight and we knew each other and we didn't necessarily want to get putting our like to put ourselves in a situation where somebody could pinpoint that or because um, ideally we would have loved to work together more long term mm -hmm. than short term. Now, what's interesting is that one of the initial challenges you had is that you had questions about like, hey, who's like is there, how many mics is there in the group and stuff like that? And you guys were scrambling around to, to figure. And um, what was your impression on, on those types of questions where it was like, oh, these are like personal stuff? Uh, I mean, I guess for me personally, like, uh, I don't know, it felt, <laughs> Like there was like the two sides to it part one of it is like oh maybe we should be working together and the second part is oh we should not be helping them because we don't want them to get the advantage here the up on us and it's funny uh john kind of asked the similar question um if production <laughs> would have told you that it was one world going into it would you have still stayed in your little pods eight and like john Ooh. said as we kind of answered the question already and the answer is no you seem to be pretty <laughs> um solid in your group of eight <laughs> Um, Caitlin, you bring up a good concept too. Um, you uh, mentioned that you and Jake kind of knew each other. Um, Jake, was, did that cause concern when you got there, when you saw Caitlin come into the, because nobody knew who was coming per se, but you recognized people when you got there. Right. Well, it just seemed like the dumbest luck that we got put on the same, a first group together. Not and then I didn't pick, but. <laughs> Not by choice we didn't. Not by choice. Yeah. And then the, what was it? The, um, the second, the captain when i was captain or whatever and i was picking people i was like you're not picking caitlin you cannot pick caitlin she has to go somewhere else and then she came home into my arms right where she belongs and so it, it was just it just was relentless how much we kept getting together in the exam and yeah there are so many org people in the game um that i you know i didn't necessarily know too, too many people but i knew of a like i knew of holly i knew of um, Benji and I just knew assumed there were more out there and I was like someone has to know we're together and now we're always constantly together joined at the hip it's like frustrating yeah. but I was happy to play with Caitlin and be on the same yeah. side as Caitlin too yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. And so that was pretty similar for you Caitlin you were like oh crap like go away go like go on the other yeah. side and we'll work we're, we'll work later together but not now yeah, and then there was the twofold of it when we actually did the um, like the schoolhouse or schoolyard pick for actual tribes. Because not only did I end up with Jake, who I knew, I also ended up with the one other person that I knew going into this. So I ended up on the same tribe as Jake and Benji, these two people who I've played online games with. And Benji and I had a very long-term emotional relationship in the in the game that we played together. And I was like. I felt like I had gotten myself into a situation I didn't want to be because <laughs> I know what kind of player Benji is and he's a day one player and I wasn't there on day one with Benji and I knew that like our working relationship was going to look very differently if we like ended up in a spot like this. Uh, now to catch a few of the viewers up at home, um, this cast was primarily cast in 2020 and of course with every so 
Uh, the production invited the majority of people back for 2021. And then um, during that time of quarantine, a lot of these online type games came out and a lot of these people wanted to play the actual game in person, but they resorted to the online version, which is great in their own aspects. It's great to meet people. And so that's how a lot of people knew each other. Uh, Morgan, was that something you did during that time as well? Did you ever play an online game of this sort? Yeah, I played a couple online games last year, um, but walking into Survival Challenge, I did not know anybody at all, um, which part of me, it's my naivety is that I kind of assumed everybody else was in the same boat as me and not knowing anyone. Um, so it's tough when you, at least for me, I didn't know anybody. I assumed everybody else was, was the same, but they're operating on a different, a different playing field in a sense with that. And that if 2020 just didn't go as it was, these two probably never would have known each other. Uh, Caitlin and Jake, did you know each other before the quarantine? No. The org I did where we first met, I only did because survival challenge was canceled for that summer. So no. Uh, William, from like behind the scenes, did you see that affect the majority of people where, every, where everyone was like, I know you, but I don't want to work with you? Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And I remember Benji specifically going back and forth because he knew so many people, especially as someone who runs uh, a fairly decent sized org. He was just like, I don't want to work with this person because I'm like, I'm scared that they're going to like backstab me. But then at the same time, like there's a weird comfort of like having some familiarity with this person. I feel like I could talk to the strategy with them sooner. So it's a very like damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And in my season, you know, I knew people too, but I was very cautious about how to treat that. And I think I ping ponged a little bit as well. You really never know because it all depends on the person. This person could be really excited. They're meeting you for the first time and they want to play with you and they want to game with you. And then there's other people who are just intimidated by, by the fact that they've seen you in action and they're scared about what you're going to do to them. And at the end of the day, Survivor is a game of trust. So just because you've played with a person before, doesn't mean you trust them and where your trust lies is depending on if you want to work with them or do you want to target them but i think either way what's interesting is that you feel obligated to make a quicker decision on that connection you know if it's just some random person you feel like oh i'm still getting to know them who knows maybe i will work with them maybe i don't but if you have a connection with them you have this pressure that like i need i need to figure out am i targeting this person or i'm working against them and i think you still have room to grow to get to know that person but there's just this pressure of like oh wow i can't believe i know someone in this game because this isn't like normal um and what's funny about this year is that in years past you know we try to do our best of knowing what those connections are and if the person does have connections we'll put them on different tribes this year we didn't have that option because everyone chose their own team so um, it was very, very interesting to see how those played out. And I think ultimately, looking back on it, I don't think the connections honestly had overall a huge impact on how everything um, played out, despite how many people were talking about it day one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, overall, that was a question that was brought up for the reunion show. Um, anybody that hasn't watched the live stream or wants to catch back on the other episodes, make sure you visit uh, facebook.com slash survival challenge. All the episodes are live streamed right there. And by episodes, it's just the live stream. We have real episodes coming up sometime. Um, William, uh, tell us a little bit about the episodes and maybe when they're going to hit 
So yeah, we're, we're going to be making an announcement soon. And I'm really, really excited because we had our largest team yet dedicated to the film crew. We had myself, we had Hannah returning to help film out. Um, she played season six. We had John Becker, who is um, related to Jordan, who hosts the location of Survival Challenge. We also had um, two new uh, film crew people join us. We had Brendan from season seven help out, as well as Amanda from season four help out. So we saw a couple new faces, but a much larger team. And uh, we even um, rented equipment from uh, Lens Rentals, and we've had a sponsorship deal with them. And I'll also be talking about that more soon. Um, but it allowed us to not only get much better coverage of everything, uh, but allow us to do things like film in 4K and the film with much better audio because we're not re relying on the scraps of what film equipment we have lying around. So um, we are very, very excited to, to show you guys the, the full episodes as it's really going to feel like it's on a whole nother level than we've ever been before and possibly any other LRG before. Mm -hmm. And we're excited too. Uh, typically, we cover these shows and have a little sit down afterwards. And Will, you do you do a little bit of a interview podcast too with the contestants of Survival Challenge, right? Yeah, I do. I host a podcast called uh, Behind the Player, where I'm joined by one of the other members of production, being um, John Vitea, um, Andy, Michael, and Ryan. And we just kind of have sit down. And the main purpose of that one is to really get into their strategic and social game to figure out, okay, we realize that as a film team, we do our best to capture anything, but there's a lot of things that kind of gets missed. So we want to hear from them just individually what their plan was and how everything worked it out. And looking back, you know, how maybe they would have changed things or how they interpret things, you know, now that the dust is settled. But also it's great because coming into this year, you know, we only started doing the podcast during the pandemic as a way to kind of generate some new content. And I found that most of the people that I talked to who were casted for this season were saying that like, like, oh, you're Will from the podcast. And, and like, like, I listened to all the episodes and like, there were so many people who said like, they binged all the episode, which is crazy, by the way, because most of them are at least two, two and a half hours. So when they say they binged all the, the episodes, we're talking like, 80 plus hours of content that they've just went through. I'm just like, goodness. But it was so cool to see players giving their, their layout of their game and then also passing on knowledge for future players. And this was the first season that we got to see that in action. And I look forward to passing that torch on to the next season here. So you guys can do the same for the season nine crew. Now, William breaks up a good point about strategy and coming in with a plan. Morgan, what did you have coming in to Survival Challenge 2021? What was your idea of what you were going to do? So I felt like I wanted to kind of just lay low, which I also think was kind of my downfall maybe in the end. Um, you don't realize how fast paced the game is going to be once it starts going. Um, I didn't want to stand out in any way. I just wanted to build good relationships with people on my tribe and um, maybe make one or two really close uh, ally relationships, but not try to take charge of anything necessarily. Um, and then if I had progressed further, then maybe start trying to uh, orchestrate some different things. But 
you talk about maybe an alliance with like one or two people. Who did you connect with real quick, either on your team or maybe that got swapped to another team because it was initially like a one world thing. Who did you connect with right away? So Landon was definitely my closest ally in the game. He and I connected right away on day one. Um, I could just sense even from the very first challenge that we were doing together that um, he just had a good energy and I really felt like we would have a great working relationship. And to me, I feel like that's really important to go far into the game is to have somebody that you feel like you can truly uh, bounce ideas off of and work strategically together. So he was definitely my closest ally. Um, things kind of changed throughout, I guess, after the reward day and we were in our actual tribes. Um, I really bonded with Jamie uh, in the second day. And I felt like probably those two guys were my closest uh, allies. Um, they were the two that didn't vote me out of my tribe. So uh, that was cool, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Morgan brings up the point that this is a lot quicker than a lot of people think bonding wise. And uh, Jake, you played uh, Survivor Time and Change, which is based in Ohio State uh, at the college. Um, how was this different than a 90 or even a 100 day game? Survival Challenge over an extended weekend, pretty much, and your college experience of Survivor? No, it was definitely something that was like a huge. Um, shift and something that I don't think I adapted to too, too well at this game. Um, I feel like the reason I got burned was because I didn't put enough work in the longer stretches. You know, you have these random moments of like six hours, eight hours when you're going to bed where you don't have to do anything. You're not going back and forth. And I didn't, I was having a headache the first day um, of the newly formed tribe. So like I wasn't reaching out as much as I should have. And then when it counted in these little five minute moments you have between challenge and tribal, I, I just didn't, I didn't do enough to be aggressive with that little time. You know, I kind of just sat there and the majority five went over there to the side. And then me and Holly just kind of sat there and twiddled our thumbs for three or four minutes. And then they told us that they were ready. And then we walked over there and like, that was it. So uh, I, I don't think I was aggressive enough in those moments to actually create any change from the night before when people had more time. So I don't think I adapted too, too well um, to that format, but you know, learning experience, we'll call it for the next hey. mini. <laughs> uh, Molly has a nice comment here. She wants to smile at Jake and Caitlin. Molly, a, another live reality gamer um, playing in Survivor Boston. Uh, another fantastic show uh, to watch. Uh, besides after you're caught up with all the episodes of Survival Challenge, Maybe take a venture over to um, one of the college survivors too. Boston is a great one and Time and Change is also really great as well as many others out there. So, um, Caitlin, you played some games online and stuff. How did your online experience adapt to a in-person game? Um, well, I guess I, I didn't really <laughs> um, adapt well because um, with the online games in the formats that I've played are long-term games. And so the the pacing is very differently. You're kind of sitting back and building those relationships and those bonds and kind of um, adjusting day-to-day, -day, whereas you can't really adjust day-to-day -day in survival challenge. You have to adjust 10 minutes to 10 minutes. And I don't think that I like kind of a combination of 
Morgan and Jake is like, I don't think that I adapted very well to it. I also wanted to lay back and not be a decision maker in the beginning uh, because that's been a downfall of mine in like org scenarios because I come on a little bit too strong sometimes because that's just who I am. And um, and so it yeah, the 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 skill sets didn't really adapt well, um, but it was definitely a learning experience because the pacing is very, very different from what I have experienced. Now, a huge difference in uh, survival challenge and uh, many like online versions too. Um, it's the fact that challenges are different. Um, mm -hmm. We'll share my screen right here. Here's an opening challenge from the reward day. Um, everyone is working together um, holding these giant like wood pieces up. This uh, photo, as you see, is courtesy of Jeremiah, and he does a great job with photography. Um, Caitlin, uh, how was it experiencing a live challenge like this, where people are literally holding you up on like six feet up in the air? This was literally my favorite challenge of the entire weekend. Um, I walked into that challenge area and saw the, the puzzle frame hanging from the post. And I literally started bouncing on my feet because I was so excited. Um, and then I got really lucky that my our blind draw, I ended up with five guys. So I was literally the only girl in my team. So I, I felt confident enough of being the person up on the podium. Um, and I felt confident about the puzzle part of it. And um, it was a little bit difficult. Like we were slow coming out of the gate. We were, we had like the, the two teams that you see to the to the left of where my position is, cause I'm at the bottom, I'm at that closest group. Um, they had already started on their puzzle by the time we got to our puzzle like pieces and tying it down. And, um, and like you, like the adrenaline is like, I, I did not know where we were in that, like how far behind we were from getting from the starting point to starting the puzzle be until it was all over. Uh, Cause it, it literally happened so fast. Like once we got those puzzle pieces down and started putting them on the, on the frame, it just was like, there was this weird synergy with the, the group of the six of us where it was like, uh, puzzle pieces were just going in and hands were holding the pieces together and everybody was like, oh, this one fits, this one fits. And it's really, really exhilarating. What's it like, you know, going from an online challenge, right? We're used to just like, oh, it's a cute little puzzle or like <laughs> doing this. And then it's just like, no, if we mess up, this person could fall from this like eight foot post and seriously get hurt. Like, how does that change the dynamic of doing a challenge? Um, I mean, the stakes are higher, I guess, because of like the physicality of it. But um I don't know. That's always been something that like a, a type of challenge that I've seen on Survivor proper that I'm, I'm just like, oh, I want to do that. And the fact that we got it translated and a little bit differently because we usually they do it in the water on the, the proper show proper. And um, but uh, I don't know. I, I like doing the challenges kind of regardless of what the format is. <laughs> now, besides challenges, too, we're also experiencing twists. And one of the twists after the reward time was uh, team captains. Um, Jake, <laughs> you get the lucky draw here. You get- You look so happy. No. <laughs> I even tried to go back to the live stream. Jake, you don't seem very happy about being a team captain here in general. No. Uh, what was going through your mind at that point? Well, just as a little note, my one of the reward challenges earlier in the day, there was an advantage where basically it said you could get some sway in helping 
create the tribe swap basically so we assumed it was like after the fact i assumed it could be the be the team captain and i was like i don't want to look for this advantage i don't want to be the team captain and then i draw the team captain and i don't know what to do and this could be you know my great downfall of the game who knows but i i chose kevin because we had worked together previously in the tribe i was trying to show that i was branching out to the other um groups from day one like i was trying to do that um and then it ended up putting me in a minority because they just went boom, 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 boom. A little bit of old blue with um, Caitlin and Holly and then back to mm-hmm. original yellow or red, whatever they were. So, I mean, I feel like that could be looked at as one mistake of my game that I didn't pick an original blue to start. But Kelsey was also a team captain, so we would have just kind of been splitting mm-hmm. blue at that point too. So, I don't know. I was not very happy with it. I don't like... I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Luckily, I only had to pick one. That was one positive. I only picked one, and then I just walked 100 yards away, (laughs) left it to them. I didn't have to do the whole thing. That would have been a lot of pressure. Uh, Morgan, you talked about uh, your relationship being with Landon uh, primarily. Like, he was the one you're working with. Um, He ended up choosing you looking back at this thing. Was that something you had built your alliance with prior, or did that really instigate you working with Landon in the future by him picking you? No, I had already uh, created a tight bond with Landon. Um, So I was happy that he chose me. I was just kind of confirmation that we did want to work together in the game. Um, And then, so I was the third person picked onto my tribe. um, And I went the opposite route of Jake and chose somebody from my original group because I felt like we did want to have the majority. Uh, little did I know that everybody else would follow suit and we would have seven from our original group of eight. And Stu. Um, and Stu, poor Stu. I've like, it, literally when the tribes were created, I was like, wow, I've like, my heart just sank for him because I can just imagine being in his position and it's, that's tough, but. <clears throat> Uh, why did you choose Katie first? Um, so I think I just had developed a good relationship with Katie and I felt like she's somebody that I would have felt good working with. Um, and again, it was just basically choosing somebody from my original group of eight and there were already three of us chosen. So Looking back, I probably would have, I would have liked to see some more um, variety in our in our tribe. Um, and, you know, I feel like Survivor is just a game of woulda, coulda, shoulda mm-hmm. all the way through. Um, but it, it would have been interesting to see how the game would have shaken out if, if any of us had chosen somebody different. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the one that was left out and not a part of the original team, um, Stu says icons, all three of you. So shout out to Stu. Aww. He's the best. Love Stu. Uh, now, speaking of tribes, you all ended up in tribes. Um, we have two uh, of the original Fala. And remind me, Morgan, what was your team name again? I think it's supposed to be pronounced Holota. Okay, but we had a lot of has, discussion about that. So. Yes, it has uh, kind of evolved <laughs> throughout the course of time. 
I believe the viewer chat really ended up on whole lot of, so we made yeah. a whole lot of drama and a whole lot of like strategy. So um, we were a whole lot of something. I don't know, but uh, Caitlin and Jake, if you could describe your tribe as a whole lot of something, what would you say yours would be? A whole lot of snakes, monsters, devils, evil beings, creatures. I was about to say a whole lot of really nice people. Oh, oh yeah, no, I, I agree. Like it, it really truly was, I think, a really great group of people, which I would I think that they had a very difficult time like voting me out, voting Jake out. Like I don't think like I don't think any one of us in that group wanted to do those things. Like we did have a really good camaraderie first night at Fala. Um but uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. Hey, all the whole final three in that original tribe right there. So yeah. very true. Uh, Tiffany is also joining us. She is dying from the humor <laughs> hit. Going on, so. <laughs> uh, I'm curious. Was it the same thing for the whole lot of tribe, Morgan? Were you a lot of like kumbaya, kind of getting together, kind of hanging out, or is it a little bit more rough around the edges? I felt like when we were in camp, it was. It was a lot of fun. We we got along great. Um, I feel like my favorite moments from the whole experience was being back at camp with Holoda and like we busted our butts to get this fire going. We were able to actually cook rice on the fire and we're just sitting in the, the pitch black eating our rice with a stick. And I don't know, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't the drama until Friday, I think. Because um, once the immunity challenges started, it was just like bang, bang, bang. And uh, I know we mentioned it earlier, but I mean, there's just no time to breathe, especially when you have to go to back-to-back -to -back tribal councils. It's just challenge, vote somebody out, then go straight back to a challenge and then vote somebody out. Um, there's not that chance to kind of regroup decompress, get everybody somewhat back on the same page. So I think it just was kind of this buildup of the stress of voting people out. As someone who also was in a tribe who went to back-to-back -back initial tribal councils, I can say it was rough. And like, it really, like the, it really takes your emotions to a whole new place. You know, it kind of like, it's funny how you know, you start off with these reward challenges and it kind of lulls you into like, hey, these challenges are fun, you know? And there's not a whole lot of consequences. Like, sure, we get less challenge bucks or whatever, but you know, we're all still here. We're all still family, we're having a good time. And then when it kicks into Friday, man, now it just takes on a whole different tone. And like losing and winning, like literally feels like your life at stake. And it is a feeling that I can't, uh, compared to anything else I've experienced. But yeah, Friday changes everything. I agree 100%. When you go out to compete in the immunity challenge, you're like, okay, my life is on the line. And it is like pure adrenaline and almost this panic of we have to win this. So I was devastated that we had to go to the first two tribal councils back to back. Mm -hmm. Even before I knew I was gonna be getting voted out. <laughs> 
Um, you talked about rough times uh, voting people out. Another rough time a lot of people uh, look back on is the outdoor conditions. Oh. Um, here's a little sneak peek of what their camp life was. And honestly, this is what the episodes to really dive into. Um, the producers and everything really go and show you how rough it is out there. Jake, what was your experience surviving out in the wilderness like that? So I was only out for two nights, and the nights are really, at least when I was there, were just the worst because you don't have as much to focus on. You're just kind of dwelling on the fact like, oh, my God, it's just raining on me right now. And our rain on the first night was nothing to compare with what they had the other nights. But um, first night was a lot worse. Um, second night actually was pretty good with Fala. Um, we had a fire going. You know, it kind of worked out like when the fire was dying, someone would wake up, they would fix it. So we had fire all through the night. We were a little cold, but ultimately like that night was fine. That first night it was, I thought just gonna set a precedent of how awful it would be. And it kind of did, but not for me so much. It was just for the people that stayed in the game. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it truly is just demoralizing at times, but you're also proud of yourself because you're pushing yourself. Um, Cause I haven't been camping in years. It's been so, so long since I've camped and never with these bare conditions. So. Um, we were picking blackberries off bushes, you know, like we were scavenging, we were taking what we could. So I don't know, it was a cool experience. And I definitely um, did better than I thought I would, especially given the weather conditions that, you know, happened for a lot of the game. Uh, Kelsey, uh, not Kelsey, Kelsey's here in the comments, actually. I don't remember, did I bring this up yet? No, uh, you didn't. <laughs> Jake is actually a goofball. I was in my mind, I was like, I gotta get to Kelsey, but... Uh, <laughs> She's Caitlin. just desperate to get some attention on our <laughs> podcast, on our video. Kelsey has to come in. Well, that means you're going to have to get some attention about her podcast when it comes up, right? <laughs> Maybe right. Uh, Caitlin, was that something similar that you went through? Um, how did you um, handle the rough conditions and maybe like the limited food out there? Yeah, uh, the like Jake said, the first night was definitely the worst of the two nights. Uh, and... I can't even imagine being out there on Friday night, like what they went through, um, being literally like pulled inside because of the weather. Like that's insane. But like the first night we, uh, our original group, whatever that original blue group, we ended up moving our tarp under the trees. Um, the other ours, two, it's ours, it's ours dips, we called it. Yeah. The other two, the other two groups kind of stayed more out in the open where like right around the fire pit, which we didn't have fire because we did not try to start fire until it was a little too late in the day. And so therefore we never ended up getting it started. So the eight of us from that original blue group uh, ended up pulling our tarp under the tree coverage, which I think helped. I do think that we weren't getting as much of the rain on us, but it was, it was cold and wet. And I was lucky enough. I was sleeping next to big Jake, uh, Jake S. Um, because he's, he was much larger than me. And so we were just snuggling most of the night. So he helped keep me warm. Um, and then I had poor, sweet, tiny Chris on the other side of me, who is not, not a very, <laughs> like, I, I felt bad. Cause I was like, I was like, you can cuddle with me. It's okay. Um, but then that second night at follow was definitely fine. It was, it, we'd be having fire all night was really nice. It was warmer. I think I got more sleep than mm -hmm. I did the first night because for there sure. were longer periods of time where I was able to let, let my body shut down for a few minutes. Um, and like Jake said, we like 
almost started working in shifts. There was one point, a long stretch of night <laughs> um, where, um, sorry, I was reading the comment that popped up. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, we'll get to that comment here. <laughs> Oh, I'm not a beacon of warmth. It doesn't so, sound like that, Chris. No, it was, it, you were, uh, the fact that I had two people next to me that were willing to, like, touch me is fine. Because, like, it, you know, it's, it's, sleeping with strangers. And I was, I, there was at one point, I was like, please, nobody tell my husband. <laughs> but it was, no, it was all in good humor. And, um, but yeah, and back to uh, the fall and I, we, we did kind of end up taking shifts on the fire. At one point, Jake and I were, like just awake together and letting the people who had been working on the fire most of the early part of the night sleep and we're just we were literally walking around in the dark trying to find firewood because... oh, i thought it was megan for like the first half hour i was like wait <laughs> caitlin i thought this was megan yeah we just weren't and... talking for the first bit of it we were just moving around like yeah so tired and and we didn't have enough wood for the whole night so we were literally walking around the campsite just like seeing what our foot hit like are there branches underneath our feet let's grab those <laughs> so uh morgan was that kind of similar at your campsite too everyone taking turns on the fire or was there a specific person in charge of the fire um so we did not have fire the whole night oh. um we did not we stopped looking for firewood once it got too dark to be walking around i guess um so but as far as who was in charge of the fire jamie definitely got the fire going and was constantly like guys you gotta go get more wood he was like keeping us going with it um it sounds like it kind of fell off after a while yeah yeah. Uh, so it was actually quite cold, uh, for me Thursday night. Um, it, it got to the point where it's like, I just cannot lay on this cold ground anymore. Like I, I would rather just stand and not sleep than lay here and literally just shiver so, <laughs> so much. Um, so I actually feel like I got more sleep the first night than I did the second night um despite the rain uh the first night so there's the survival part of the experience but also survival challenge is just a uh show in itself so what was your experience with like like seeing john like talk to you and not like just watching him online doing your own confessionals and there being travel handlers and film people all around like what was your uh like thoughts on that, Jake? Yeah, so it was weird not being in control of the camera during strategy stuff because in time and change, like you would have to record yourself doing confessionals and online games, you record yourself doing confessionals. So like it was a little bit weird at times when it was just like the downtime. I felt like I was looking at the camera way too much because I, I just, you know, I, I see a camera, I perform, you know how it is. <laughs> so I... I, that was an adjustment because I was like, wait, you need to probably stop looking at the camera. So this actually makes the edit and they don't just have like 28 minutes of you smiling at the camera, uh, which was called that in the live stream too. Uh, it kept panning to the tribe and they're like, oh, Jake has something to say. Oh, Jake had making a face at this. Like, oh, what's Jake thinking? Like, uh, I'm, I'm like, probably nothing. It's okay. No, probably, it's, 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 it's going on up here. It's just expressive. That's it. It's just expressive. 
Uh, Caitlin, did you feel the same way about like production being there and like in your face almost kind of like trying to capture everything? Um, I didn't mind so much. Uh, I tried, I tried, I mean, like I definitely was breaking the fourth wall too much. And like anytime Brendan like passed us, I was like, it was that, but like, <laughs> um, it was fine. Um, it was the one part I was like, it, Hannah was behind the, ca uh, the camera and I told Hannah before I got like before we went out, I was like, you don't know me until I get voted out. So it was like difficult to like not make eye contact with her um, because she was behind the eye. I just like I didn't want there to be any connection with me and the person on production behind the camera. Morgan, was it weird talking to somebody about like your inner thoughts? But like, oh, who do you want to vote out? Like, what do you mean by that? Who's suspicious? Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I think it's really helpful to have somebody ask you questions to process your game as it's happening um, because there is so much going on. So when you get those questions, you can really reflect and think about, okay, what do I actually think about how the game is going? What's my plan moving forward? Um, so I always look forward to the confessionals and um, it, it was always fun trying to predict when production was gonna show up to our camp and you know, you have no concept of time, right? So I you wake up basically when there's just the tiniest little bit of light. And for all we know, it could have been five o'clock in the morning. I'm, and then you're just up waiting for hours for people to show up and, and take you to your activities for the day. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. What was the biggest thing like after you got voted out? Like, what were you like, I need a cheeseburger or like, what was your biggest craving? Um, um surprisingly i did not feel like starving when i got voted out uh i went and had lunch with the rest of production i think there were like sandwich stuff there so i mean that was good and it was good to actually eat real food um but there wasn't anything that i was dying for which actually surprised me um I know, I guess it was only about 48 hours that I was surviving, but uh, I didn't feel super drained or anything. Uh, some people really say like, oh, I just needed to call home to my husband. I needed to talk to my kids or maybe just the sound of music. Did you miss anything even in that short time? Um, obviously it's great to talk to the people in your real life, right? And touch base with them. Um, Probably for me, honestly, it was like, I wanted to go get coffee. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, what did you miss most um, uh, living out in the woods that you were like, I gotta get this when I get out? Uh, a Diet Coke. <laughs> and Jake? <laughs> <laughs> My mom had one for me when I, uh, right after I got put it out. Oh, uh, she knew you so well. Uh, I just wanted to be dry. Like, I feel like, you know, Kathy was there kind of sharing the same story, but I, I truly just wanted to be like dry, comfortable, you know, lay down in a bed sounded beautiful. That was the big thing. It was like, I was tired of laying on the ground, you know, I have a bad back. So it was, it was <laughs> very, um, that became a big narrative on our original group, uh, my back, but, um, <laughs> but I was, so I, I was excited. Just the thought of like sleeping on a bed, like that sounded beautiful. Now, speaking of narratives, like Morgan, um, how would you describe your experience? Because we actually have the editor right here with us too. Like, what do you want your story to be? Or what did you gain from this? Um, I think when I look back on it, the biggest thing is that it 
it made my love of the game grow even more. Um, it's just a really cool experience to be with so many people that come from all over the country that have totally uh, different backgrounds, different walks of life that all share this uh, love of the game of Survivor. And everybody is just a true competitor. Everybody showed up with their whole heart and mind to give it everything that they had. Um, and that's just a really unique thing. And I was just, I loved every second of, of being there, being in the game. Even after my time in the game was over, I loved watching the rest of the game unfold. And I made just as many fun memories after the game, after my time in the game, I guess, as I did during the game. Um, I think I learned about myself and just how how kind of like my default setting, right? When you're in these experiences, you go back to who you are at your core. Um, so it's just interesting to reflect on that and learn how people perceive you when they've never met you before and know nothing about you. Um, so. Uh, Caitlin, what do you want to say about your, um, your, either your game or your story from this experience? Oh. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's difficult because I think that I'm still navigating the feelings. Um, I don't want to cry. Um, <laughs> I did not play well and I'm like painfully aware of what went wrong. And that's like what makes it harder. <laughs> and, but the overall experience is, it's incredible. The Pete, like the, the hugs that I got from like, Stu and Morgan after I got voted out were some of my favorite, like most intimate moments of the weekend, you know, like those things are really touching things that you'll kind of carry with you that I'll, I will carry with me. Um, but I, like when it comes to the game, like I still feel very complicated about it because like I felt like I could have done better and I got hung up on these things and I made the mistakes and that I did. And I'm aware of all of those things, which like makes it even more difficult to, to, to deal with. Um, and I'm hoping that like, I can eventually feel better about that part of it. Um, because that it was such a big part of the whole overall experience is playing the game. Um, but I tried to focus on the great, great memories of the people that I got to meet and the, um, watching the game unfold because it is this such a cool unique experience that is the closest thing that i might ever come to the real thing which is something that i always kind of dreamed about so yeah uh jake yeah i mean it's really hard to say like my narrative in game what it is just because of you know our time in the game was cut short a little bit you know I didn't feel well. I didn't have as much agency when the actual tribe formed together. Like I didn't get to actually have many moments of strategy or control. Like I was just throwing my vote the first time we went to tribal because I thought for sure I was going home. Like I didn't care. So like, it was like, I didn't get to actually put, you know, the skills that I like to, you know, I like to think I have into this game. So that's what I, I, uh, I would like to echo Caitlin's frustrations, but I mean, it happens. People have to go home. Um, first or you know whatever order but i would just say again that experience like they've been saying like it truly was just so much fun like i loved going to chicks with my pre-jury every night chicks on the square like i mean through it all like whether i was in game or out of game it was just a, such a fun time learned a lot about you know your ability to survive or whatever but yeah it was um 
it was just a good experience. And I, I don't know if I have a fun, cool narrative outside of me and Caitlin knowing each other. <laughs> um, but I think it was just a cool experience. So, well, okay. As someone who was also a Friday boo in my season, uh, I can definitely like agree with all of your sentiments. Um, but just also something for you guys to remember as you process things, because I think you're already probably being a little bit surprised, like, wow, I'm still thinking about this thing that happened like a few weeks ago. And it's going to just continue going on and your thoughts on it are always going to change. But um, as you're processing it, remember that literally every single person in, their, in the game has their like, they're they're almost their what ifs but also just like oh, i should have done better because either you went home really early or you went home right before the merge or you didn't get very far in the merge or you were just so close to winning even the winner um feels responsible for what happened in the game and even though they don't have any regrets about how they did in the game they look at all the people who are disappointed in their experience seeing that they are the one that came out on top and they feel like well i wish i could have changed some things for my allies that happened in the game so they could have a better experience Everyone has those things and those doubts. Are you listening, Kevin? Are you listening to what he said <laughs> about how you voted out me and Caitlin? Are you listening? Yeah, so everyone shares your sentiment uh, in a similar level, and um, we're, we're all in this together. And I think the most important thing, as we've been saying, is just the experience and the memories that we create both in and out of the game is you know the thing that we'll take with us and remember the most fondly. You are so encouraging, William. I remember when I had literally just gotten voted out and I'm just standing there outside of a tribal council with my calming mints, just not feeling very calm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just saying so many nice things. And so you're, you're a good encourager. Mm, thank you. I just want to say thank you, everyone, for being here today and sharing your stories and your experiences. Caitlin, Jake, and Morgan, thank you for joining. And William, thank you for being here. Uh, William will be here for multiple of these iterations of this. We're going to try to get to everyone over the next few weeks and talk to everyone about their stories. And of course, we're always going to be looking forward to the episodes when they do come out. Quick shout out to the people. Caitlin? Can I, I will get harassed if I don't. We did not end up getting to shout out Grace. So I'm gonna also shout out Grace because we shouted out Kelsey. Um, Jake and I were harassed about getting a shout out. So I just wanna, just wanna get that in there. <laughs> I, I didn't see anything Grace about sucks. Grace's comment. Like Grace, I didn't see a comment. Um, well, shout out to the people that did leave comments. So Grace, maybe next time, okay? Uh, we got Travis, uh, John Vitea himself was here. Uh, Molly, um, Stu, Tiffany, Kelsey, and Chris, thank you. Thank you for being live with us and asking questions as they do come in. Audience, great to have you. And of course, um, for everyone watching at home, make sure you leave comments here. If you have questions specifically geared towards Caitlin, Jake, Morgan, um, this kind of thing, uh, let us know. They'll be watching this and commenting back. And of course, like we have the whole cast to get to as well. So we really thank you for watching here at facebook.com slash live reality games, either on YouTube slash live reality games or anywhere that you get your podcast. Hannah is amazing at this podcasting thing. She puts it in podcast world. I like to say it's the magic. I have no idea how it happens. <laughs> magic, people. And of course, anything for Survival Challenge, please head over to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash survival challenge, or um, look at the episodes on Facebook and of course, behind the player when those come out. Um, thank you, everyone, once again. Next week, we have some scheduled uh, Monday. We have Jamie and Stu at 8. Uh, I think we have Pat, Maddie, Katie, Landon all on next Wednesday, hopefully. 
still pending exact times and everything. And then we have the winner, um, Kevin, Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Still pending a few things with the four that I mentioned prior, but Kevin is set in stone for that six o'clock spot. So until then, folks, um, we'll see you in the lives and we'll see you later.